A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Good morning, Glenn Van Zuffen here with you on 89.3 Money FM. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. Hope your morning is off to a good start. It's 1038 on this Saturday morning, this rainy Saturday morning in much of Singapore. And Neil Humphreys joins us in studio right now with... A look at one of the beautiful places in Singapore, one of the new mm. beautiful places in Singapore, out at Changi Airport, The Jewel. You had a chance to go there this week. I did. I was very fortunate. A lovely staff member at The Jewel, Changi Airport, offered to give me a tour. Uh, so I snapped up the offer. And I thought something was wrong, Glenn, because I got the train, not that far from where you live. I got the train out to Tanamira, mm. obviously, mm-hmm. to get the transfer to Changi Airport. And I knew something was different. Because I got to Tanamira MRT, it was a weekday, it was Tuesday, wasn't rush hour, it was post-lunch. It was packed mm. with the anti-mafia. <laughs> they were there. And all I could hear was, Jula, Jula, go to Jula, 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 go Jula, Jula, Jula. So it was all about the jewel, the jewel, the jewel. Everything was a jewel. And, and the other thing was, there was no luggage. Nobody had any luggage. Just oh. the one time in history I've seen a packed train to the airport with zero luggage. And everyone was Singaporean. Yeah. So we get the train to Changi Airport. Honestly, I mean, I put photos on social media. When I got off the MRT at Changi Airport to go up the escalators, I was a cow in a cattle market. You know, I have never, I mean, I, I've been to Pasamalabs. I've been to Chinatown at Lunar New Year. I've been to Geelong during Harry Raya. You've done it all. Sarangu Road yeah. during Deep Arvely. I've never seen anything like this. Oh, I mean, crazy. And it was aunties. It was just aunties. I mean, I expected them to get the tables out and start playing mahjong at some point. You know, you've never seen such an auntie mafia in your life. Okay, it so was quick, wonderful. All right. So now, as you got into the place, what struck you when you first walked in? Well, the first thing was the sheer volume of people was staggering, <laughs> right? Okay. And, uh, I mean, and the queuing. In fact, the interesting thing, let's talk about that first. The interesting thing about the queuing was... I'm still not entirely sure everyone knew what they were queuing for. Well, that's un- that's common in that's Singapore, Singapore, right? There was People very just, much they that, see a queue, you get into it, right? Go queue, then we'll find out what yeah, it is. Exactly. There was very much that, I'll yeah. queue, you go see what it is. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So there was a lot of that. that. And I saw the queue for the A&W outlet, the famous a oh, yeah. which has come back. Now, I remember when A&W was in Singapore. I remember going to A&W, the last one left in 2003. Is that right? A brief diversion. People have been very critical on social media saying, so typical of Singaporeans, so uh, petty, so fickle, you know. You know, it's just, a, it's just a burger place. It's just a hot dog place. People forget that A&W has a real resonance with mm. older Singaporeans because it was the first fast food outlet in oh, Singapore okay. before McDonald's, Burger King, everything else. And there are other fast food outlets you may choose. It was by far the first. And it was interesting to note that so many of those guys in A&W were not your usual so-called teenagers and millennials. They were elderly, happy, married couples reminiscing huh. about a place I presume they went to yeah. when they were younger and courting. You got some good makan memories exactly. for Exactly. So that part of it was wonderful. Mm. So, yes, the jewel. You go into this dome. Everybody knows what it looks like now, this massive air-conditioned dome. And no matter how many photographs you have seen or video clips you have seen, I defy anybody, Glenn, not to go there and have their breath taken away. And I've written travel books and, I, you know, and I, that, I get very... That good, huh? 
very cynical, very jaded. But even I stepped in and it had the real wow moment. Huh. You know, so you step into this dome and you've got this massive rain vortex that everybody's seen. So this giant waterfall, right? It's the world's largest indoor waterfall. It's 40 metres tall. It's surrounded by this forest canopy, this indoor garden that spans five storeys. Glenn, there are 2,000 trees alone, wow. right? 2,000 trees. This is inside an airport building, 2,000 trees and tens if not hundreds of thousands of plants, wow. right? If you're talking about carbon footprints, this yeah. thing feeds itself 10 yeah. times over. Huh. On top of that, the water itself is constantly recycled through the day. So there's no water wasted as such. It just goes back up, comes down, goes back up, comes down. This is the fascinating bit. On days like today, funny enough, when there's heavy rainfall, do you know, Glenn, they shut the water off oh. and they take the rainwater. So they use it that way. Well, based on our current weather, what's happening, they should be getting plenty of water flowing into plenty. that right now. Yeah. Honestly, it's so space age, it feels like you're on a movie set. I was waiting for dinosaurs to fly past, honestly, <laughs> and purple people. Jurassic Changi? Yeah, well, Jurassic Avatar Changi. Yeah, it's that cross between Avatar and, and Changi Airport. And what they've very cleverly done at, inside this, this forest canopy is they've played music that let's just say it has strong hints of John Williams from, <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Honestly, you feel like you're in Universal Studios, <laughs> you're just missing flying dinosaurs, avatars, and so on. It's absolutely brilliant. And the higher up you go, the better the view becomes. So I recommend mm. anyone who goes down there, keep going up. Go up to the highest floors to get yeah. the best view of this vortex. And you literally hear aunties and uncles and children gasping. You know, the view is it's just awe-inspiring view. And, and, they, and their jaws drop. I mean, you see these aunties, their jaws drop, and then they literally drop you to the floor. I mean, they're pushing <laughs> you out of the way to get the best shot of this thing. So all I would say, Glenn, it's very easy to be cynical. Oh, it's just there to make money. Well, of course, it's not a charity. It's yeah. a shopping mall. Nobody sure. ever pretended otherwise. It's there to make money. Well, yes, we're a small country and we need to generate revenue for our economy. Mm. We need taxes and GST mm. from these shops to generate money for a country that only has 5 million people. And we need an airport to stay relevant at a time when, as we all know, long-haul flights are getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah. And they're capable of flying further and further. Mm. And I don't like to be cynical, but there is a risk that Changi Airport may eventually be bypassed. We may not need to be such a stop-off mm. in transit because planes will increasingly possibly bypass Singapore. Right. So we have to do whatever we can to remain relevant, to give people an incentive to stop here. So the airport's great. And all I would say is this. Think about the news we have had this week, right, Glenn, from around the world. Yep. America, we've got the Mueller report. UK, we've got protesters stopping London. We've got the Brexit fallout. Paris, We've got the burning of Notre Dame. Uh, Indonesia, closer to home. We've had uh, a new, another election uh, and allegations, allegations of uh, vote tampering and so on. What has Singapore made the news for this week? It's made the news mm. internationally all over wo the world for a jaw-dropping architectural engineering marvel that has had the most cynical of cynics from across the world saying, that looks pretty darn good. Yeah, right. If that's what we're making the news for this week, Glenn, is it such a bad thing, really? <laughs> I mean, can we not just be a little bit proud of it just, and just hold the cynicism for one day? Mm. I went there. I went there fully willing to be cynical and jaded, and it took my breath away.
I still haven't – I don't have a sense of what the shopping area looks like versus the waterfall. Right. And that is it. Are they right next to each other, or is it kind it's, of it's, you're, you're side by side, right. or what is it's, it? It's, so yeah, it's the huge glassy dome, yeah, right, yeah. which is in front of Terminal One, right. And all of the um, what do you call those monorail things? Yeah, the, the monorails. They yeah, monorails. They all meet. They <laughs> yeah. actually go through it. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so even visitors who are going from Terminal One to Two, they will go right through it. Smart, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. The vortex, the massive waterfall, is dead center. Everything is around it. Got it. Everything is built around it. So your restaurants, your shops, your malls, your Pokemon shops, they're all there. Everything is built around this mall. So it doesn't matter where you shop, where you eat, where you play. And I stress play because they've got these big nets going up for kids that you can climb across. So you can literally span the roof as a child. On, on a rope climbing thing, you know. Wow. I hope there's not an age limit because I'm doing it. Yeah, right. Sure. I don't care how ridiculous a 1.94 meter tall Angmore looks. <laughs> I'm doing it. They've got interactive exhibitions, museums opening up for children in the next month or so. And here's the interesting part, Glenn. They target, as I understand it, they target the audience to roughly be, give or take, 60, 40 Singaporean and visitor. So this constant criticism that we're building Singapore for foreigners, no, their target audience predominantly is Singaporean. So making the airport a destination for Singaporeans. Is there anywhere else in the world? Yeah, where you just go to the airport to have fun, right? Exactly. Well, I mean – No other place. I always say that when you leave Changi Airport in Singapore and you go to Heathrow Airport in London – it's like leaving a penthouse and going to a hovel. You know, I, I mean, Heathrow Airport, you get out as yeah. quick as you can. As you, as you, can. You, you leave as quickly as you can. And, and often it's not that fast, unfortunately. No, and there's other airports. <laughs> New York Airport, yeah. there's another one. JFK, mad, crazy, sure. busy. busy. Sure. Yeah, there's not many airports in the world, if any, where you want to stay longer. One interesting thing about the Jewel that I've seen is – they put out notices, especially for this weekend, mm. um, parking, right? Because a lot of Singaporeans are flocking, as, yes. you, as you saw the other day, yes. even more so today and tomorrow yeah. uh, with the holiday uh, weekend to go and, and check it out. And so they're offering either free or discounted parking at Terminal 4 yes. because everyone wants to, of course, park in Terminal 1 and there's just not enough space. Good point. It is just – it's a madhouse there. So I guess I would suggest, you know what? It's going to be there for a long time. Yeah, Maybe don't go this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you know during the week or next exactly. week or whatever, right? Perfect advice. That yeah. would be my advice 100%. I said to my wife and my daughter, they want to go. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. not a temporary exhibition. <laughs> you know, It's not like an art science museum exhibition. Sure. Wait. And, and that's a very good point because listen to this for a statistic, right? I was speaking to the, the staff at Changi Airport and the reason I had to go with them and the reason that the anti-mafia were going up in the buses and they were balloted mm. is because the demand for tickets was so big that if everybody had gone at the same day, yeah. the airport would not have functioned. <laughs> because you can imagine, right, the, the traffic would have been a standstill, yeah, the course. car parking, the taxis, the yeah, trains. Yeah, yeah. So they balloted it, right? 100,000 people a day. Oh, my gosh. For a week. They had to cut the limit off. They got 100,000 people every day. So they had half a million people <laughs> have already been to the Jewel before it's open. Now, imagine, Glenn, as you rightly said, if they hadn't have yeah. done that. Yeah. And half a million plus turn up on Easter weekend when people are also traveling back and well, forth. Well, that's just it too. There's, there's, I mean, there's transiting passengers that are trying to get through that as well. Exactly right. right. Yeah. So yeah. as much as I say to – I don't want to upset everybody at, at, at Jewel because the Jewel will be fine in yeah. terms of foot traffic. Sure. No rush. Yeah. Take your time. 
and do take your time. Take in the views, take your photographs, have your muck on there, do whatever you want to do, but spread it out. And I like the, the Terminal 4 idea. That, that's a good idea. Makes sense. You can get a you know, transport over there. Yep. Good. Neil Humphreys, beautiful places, the jewel at Changi. We'll all look forward to going there, but maybe not just quite yet.